1: in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Miles Mikowski Podcast. Your YouTube channel started about t- 2017 times. Yeah, October 2017 is when I started taking it seriously. Yeah, and you were making like how to sound like this person in like two minutes, like... Was yeah it oh, the, yeah, the, shit, I, the, I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that early days, the yeah. early days. So yeah. You gotta
1: do your research, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, I remember the one with, uh was it XXXTentacion as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the first ones. And then now you're kind of You make different types of beats. So someday it might be a drill beat. Sometimes it might be like a guitar stringy type beat. Other Mm. times it'll be adding the flutes, making stuff like the baby or drill, like Pot Smoke, R.I.P. Pot Smoke. R.I.P. So for your journey then, let's go from 2017. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to go a little bit back again before that. Cool. And then bring ourselves to now. So why did you want to start the channel in the first place? You know what? It wasn't even
2: something I wanted to do to be honest it was my brother my younger brother so he was like really into YouTube he's got like his YouTubers I used to watch like FouseyTube, um, all these vloggers and that mm. and you come across one channel um, guy called Taz Taylor and he used to vlog he's he's a huge producer now doing big things internet money beats yeah yeah. and he used to vlog and he used to he used to show like all his PayPal notifications of, of his beat sales and, that. and my brother's like bro like you should do this but I'm thinking like nah there's not really much future in that like no, nah, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not even trying to be in front of the camera. Then another guy popped up called Pat Ryan, and he was literally just making a beat. But yeah. it was literally just that making a beat on camera, and I was like, okay, this is actually sick, and it's a thing. Mm. But then I thought, like, nah, I still don't want to do it. I don't want to be in front of the camera. Yeah. And I saw another guy pop up, and he's <laughs> he was he's sharp. Okay. Um, and he was bringing a bit more fun to it, more like challenges and doing silly stuff. But all around beat making and he was doing it every single day, just getting views upon views upon views and just growing really fast. Mm. So that's when I was like, okay, it's a thing. I'm gonna try it. Because like I'm just sitting here making beats and nothing's really happening anyway. So let's just take let's just like start being consistent with it and put out paid video. Off. yeah, it's just been consistent work over time, I guess. Mm.
1: I mean, it's been good to see. Cause like, when I first started watching a lot of your videos, Heavy, mm-hmm. was about middle to end of last year. Okay. So like, I started seeing like, cause I was looking at music productions. I, I swear, sometimes I feel fair to listen to people. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> I was talking about music production. YouTube wasn't open. Yeah. Then randomly like beats started coming up, people making beats. And I, and I saw your videos and I was like, I like the way that you kind of break it down. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna say this wrong. Like you pushed the gutter push like that stuff because it's like you make it very easy for people to like understand like okay. the concept yeah. of making it like obviously it's very complex mm-hmm. i'm sure when it comes to like vsts and adding the right stuff in yeah there's a lot of stuff that's left on the cutting floor that we don't see yeah but like making beats yourself and then making the channel like there's one thing about making beats sending off to people getting placements as people do yeah which we'll talk about in a little bit but when it comes down to actually sharing your knowledge with the audience people that you don't know apart from obviously your brother who you know was saying put it on and stuff like that mm-hmm. why did you want to do that um one thing was because
2: so i use logic pro x to make all my beats yeah and there's just not that much channels if many there's probably like maybe like two or three guys who do logic pro x videos everyone else uses fl studio most of the time to make beats. So there's a there's a hundreds, hundreds of tutorials on FL Studio, but there just wasn't that many on Logic. So when I was like coming up and trying to learn how to make beats, I'd have to watch the FL Studio videos, see what they're doing and kind of like adapt it to Logic Pro X. So I did want to be like one of the guys to start pushing Logic Pro X content mm. for sure. Yeah.
1: I think- with Logic, because I think everyone knows Fruity Loops or FL Studio. Hmm. I love the way they like, upclass that, you know? <laughs> it sounds everyone, professional now, it isn't it? It does, isn't it? Because Fruity Loops was just calm, you know? Everyone back in the day was like, yo, well, what did you make that one, oh, Fruity Loops? Oh, say no Yeah, one, say no people
2: didn't even take it seriously back then. Mm. Now that they've done that whole rebranding, I think that's definitely helped like take their their whole thing further.
1: It's, it's a mad collaboration, because like uh, Musical.ly and TikTok, yeah. It's basically the same kind of thing, innit? it? Yeah. Like, transform it. And now everyone loves TikTok. But musically- You talk about musically,
2: people's like, no, nah, like, that was dead. Like, no one did that. Listen, but now TikTok's like, that's the that's the in
1: thing. Exactly. Like, obviously, before we even get into furthermore as well, like uh, remixing BTS. Oh, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> that still. Making lo-fi and the trap music. Listen, you're going to get the K-pop fans like that, you know? It's happening, you know? Yeah. It's
2: a bit crazy mm. to see- Alright, so with YouTube, all the people that follow me, when you look on the demographics it tells you. Yeah. I think it's about ninety eight percent guys who are eighteen to twenty five, let's say. But then like if you go to TikTok, it's all teenage girls. Because oh, it's right. all like BTS remixes, isn't it? So yeah, their, yeah. their whole fan base is just teenage girls.
1: So it's a bit like a crazy yeah. Crazy flip. So you're an icon for one side and your <laughs> back them on the other. <laughs> for real. The switch up. But so if we go making that so we're making beats now mm-hmm. and we're varying it now from just watching the videos i can see that you listen to a wide range of music yeah so you went from the first couple of videos as well like doing beats where you were getting like aries stuff from him and yeah maybe making a beat out of that flipping the sample i like when you switch it so you take out all the midi then make it into audio file and push it back that is so good <laughs> because as an editor myself mm. obviously i don't make beats like that my beats would be trash but i like that because it's so much easier to do yeah but what were you actually listening to when you were growing up? It's hard to pinpoint one thing.
2: Mm. Um, I know it's cliche, but literally everything. Yeah. And but more specifically, like different phases of my life, different things. So I remember maybe like my earliest music was probably, of what I remember anyway, was R and B. Um, the first CD I had was Craig David. Which one? The Walking Away. Before that, Born, um, Born to Do It. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had that album um on like cd and everything yeah like that was my album when i was like five shout out cds man trust me <laughs> <laughs> and then as i got older it was all like hip-hop mm. then at one point when i was a teenager i was popping into like rock and punk music okay and then it switched into yeah man i went to like old soul um like seven you know like rare groove, 70s yeah yeah 70s 80s i was into that for a while then like we've gone back full circle into hip hop and it's all over the place to be honest. Depending mm. on my mood, depending on my day, it could be anything. Like that Spotify must be about this right now. But is. yeah, yeah. Well, You know, like you get the end of year charts. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, all the five spots were like totally different genres. Mad. It was he was, crazy.
1: who was at uh, number one last year? Last
2: number year? one, uh, I think it could have been Mac Miller, you know. Fair. I was playing that a lot. This year it's definitely gonna be pop smoke though.
1: Yeah, bro, let's talk about that. We're gonna talk about it later, but mm-hmm. that was sad, man. Like I know he's one of your favorite artists as well.
2: Man, I was when it happened. I literally I was on my phone. Mm. And my my uh, my brother was with me and he was on his phone. And all of a sudden he's like, "I think Pop Smoke's been shot." And I'm like, ah, "That's just some like that TMZ some Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." But then I deeped it for a second. I was like, rah, if Pop Smoke is is like really shot, like fuck." So I googled it and you know, like you get TMZ complex covering it. Mm. Literally like three minutes they've posted, "I oh, has been shot dead," and I was just like, "Fuck,
1: man, mm. that's crazy." 100, percent like. Because with that, let's talk about let's tie Pot Smoke into like the producer realm as well. Yeah, and obviously 808 is from Ilford. I swear, I yeah, know yeah. he's from the UK. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. He's from I East mean,
2: Africa. he's def. I'd say pop Smoke has definitely bridged the gap for the UK producers, especially in drill, mm. over to the US. Because when you look at a lot of the US drill, all UK producers 808 Melo, um, Axel Beats. Is he from the UK as well? Yeah. Okay, Matt. Um. I'm sure like M1 is probably doing big things as well. Yeah. Shout out all
1: those guys. The guy who made the beat for Dig thats Air Force was on Smoke's album as well. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what song it was, but he was on there. So, I mean, when you're making your jaw your beats mm-hmm. now as well, like, are you thinking maybe you're looking to push them and market them for a US audience as well as UK or? hundred yeah. um, percent. To be honest, I just want to get my beats placed.
2: Like, I'm not yeah, yeah. gonna keep it at hundred. I just, I do my beats, I don't really, I mean, obviously I have like an idea of who I'd wanna be on it, mm. but if I get in place, I get in place with whoever.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause when we watch the videos as, mm-hmm. you know, just people enjoying them, seeing the journey for the process from going from the first bit of MIDI that's getting punched into the full beat once you arrange it. Yeah. Once the camera goes off, you know, the video is done. Apart from using those beats on your YouTube videos, yeah. which is good for copyright because it's your own know, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did they go? Um, They're literally
2: sitting on my hard drive, Listen, honestly. you got to releasing some of them. Um, I've got, I do send out beats to artists and to other producers to like do their thing and send it to whoever. Mm. But for the most part, they have, I've got like a bunch of beats just sitting on my hard drive because I don't really, I don't do the whole beat selling thing online. Yeah. So a lot of times it's just like when I do, get together with a rapper. I've got a bunch here for you. But other than that, they're just there. They're just chilling. Mm. Who have you been placed with so far? Have you had any major placements yet? No, no major placements, just uh a bunch of like upcoming rappers. So I got one with Rems, he's doing big things in the drill scene. Um another rapper in the US called Marnie. Okay. He uh he won the rap game. Yeah yeah. yeah. I think yeah. like
1: season three?
2: Season two or three one yeah, of yeah. those yeah. Um I was saying he was like Snoop Dogg. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um who else? There was a French rapper, I think his name's Dox or something like that. He's doing big things in France. Not Nothing like major, mm. but still like we're working with up and coming rappers. Mm. I like that as well though.
1: I want to be a part of someone's journey as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Would you see yourself like, obviously, we have um, like Metro booming. Kind of plugs in with people, or like especially a couple of years ago of like Pierre Bourne and Playboy Kari, mm-hmm. they were a bit hand in hand. And then yeah. obviously they both kind of split and kind of done their own things. Pierre became his own artist. Mm-hmm. Um, would you do that of an artist at some stage? Yeah, definitely. That's something I want to do. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna
2: lie, like last year was a bit more of a selfish year of mm-hmm. me just trying to grow on YouTube and like, put out my own content yeah. before like collaborating with other rappers and that. But that's definitely something I'm going to be doing in the future, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a good look to have. And I feel like with the beats that you release already on on YouTube, some of them you might be just cooking up really quickly. Others might take a little bit longer. I think most of them are very quality all oh, right, cheers, man. So yeah. I think it's, it'll be good to see like, you know, the tag that we see every video yeah. just pop up. Randomly <laughs> Finally in like a, a radio song or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Cause like when it comes to production, mm-hmm. like for your, again, we're going far ahead before we even get there, do you know what I mean? But like, what's the end goal for you? Man. Uh, it's a deep, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask these <laughs> deep questions, I'm just, you
2: know. <laughs> it's a big one. Um trying to just take this to the to the highest level i can mm. i want to come home one day and just have plaques all over the wall plastered uh, man yeah man it's a hard question to answer because i think mm. about this all the time and it looks different in it's kind of like in different ways though. So i want my my brand to be big yeah like, but i also want to have like big hits as well with rappers and that maybe do my own like DJ Khaled kind of flex, have mm. my own album
1: and that, but. You, you know you have, you can't pretend the good energy though. You know was there, because after the whole time of the creative thing last year. Yeah. Uh. Ooh, it's a bit shaky for <laughs> DJ Khaled at the moment, you know. <laughs>
2: I feel that. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's trying to be as big as it can, just trying to take it as far as I can, honestly. Mm
1: when like obviously you've traveled quite um, like around the world as well mm. so you spent a bit of time in asia mm-hmm. and then you are living in manchester at the moment yeah and obviously you're from london anyway and you've been to america as well and you you've i remember there was a video of you cooking up on a beach yeah some yeah. some madness and I was like <laughs> like where's the plug that extension course going off the time <laughs> <laughs> but like how have the travels kind of helped you oh man it's yeah. definitely helped
2: me for sure um so there was a period of time in my life. I'd say, let's say from like 19 to, I'm 24 now. Okay. So let's say like 19 to 23, I was on the road like 24 seven. I was just living in like loads of different places. Mm. And throughout that journey, it's kind of shaped like, it sounds cliche, kind of shaped who I am, yeah. but at the same time, my creative ideas, because I'm able to like take my experience from one place mm. I might have heard something there, bring that back into the production or the music or just certain outlooks on things as well. Yeah, I
1: mean, definitely helped me. I mean, when you're traveling, mm-hmm. do you look for like local instruments that people play and try and incorporate it into like, I don't um. know if they have VSTs where they can do that. Like you hear, <laughs> you're in Japan, you hear like a shamisen or yeah, something like yeah. that and then incorporate that in. To
2: be fair, yeah, there's VSTs out there that have got like everything. Oh, sorry, okay. Definitely. Um, I don't really seek it, but I always just find myself there. So, for example, like when I'm in, when I was in Bali, we went to just some some show where they were playing live music, but they had this thing called the gamelan. It's kind of like a similar to an xylophone. Yeah, and they were playing it and playing. It. I'm like, oh, like this actually sounds sick. Mm. Then I found it in a in a contact plugin. Oh, mad! But I did. I, that's something that I definitely want to do more of, like taking the actual sound from an actual gamelan and putting that in. yeah, I've done it a few times, it hasn't worked the way I want to. But yeah, I feel like
1: those little things definitely kind of chip in yeah. to the production and that. I mean, Monty Booker's good at that. He's mm-hmm. done that a few times as well. Like he used like, a, all the stuff in his bathroom and made yeah. me out of
2: it. I've seen a few people that like, do really creative stuff. There's a guy called um Gami or Origami, and he literally, he gets really random instruments. So he got like this massive xylophone. Is that the one from Senegal? Uh, he, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. seen that video. Yeah yeah, 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 Turn flip that into something. Uh, he had like a massive viral video. Um, can't remember the instrument. He had one playing the ocarina from Zelda. Yeah, put that into a
1: beat. Like it's people mad. getting creative with it. Mm. We're talking about other producers and stuff as well. Yeah. So when you're you know sitting there in front of your laptop, obviously maybe not for the video, but just for your own personal packs or for your own music you want to send out to people. Mm-hmm. Like. Do you draw on inspiration from people, or like, are you very much? I don't want to listen to your stuff. I'm just um, doing mine. I'm both. Yeah. Some days
2: I'm like, okay, let me, let me just watch like what everyone's doing and see, just just get a different outlook, and then I'll have some periods where I like I don't want to watch no one. I don't care what anyone's doing. I'm doing what I'm doing today. So it's a bit. It's a bit of both. It just depends on my mood. Yeah. And I think there's pros and cons to both because like when I'm feeling like I'm just doing my thing my expression comes out like in its purest form. There's no outside influences or whatever. Yeah. But then it's good to see what other people are doing sometimes cause maybe not to copy, maybe not to take like exactly what they're doing, but maybe a piece from here, piece from here, piece from here, piece from here. And you kind of incorporate that to make your own style.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's important cause like you said, it's good to have your own sound and yeah. your own wave, but at the same time you might hear something that someone else might have not done. I remember, I don't know if you watched the, um, the Genius Deconstructeds. Yeah. Like that come out like all the time for the hot, um, hot singles. Yeah, yeah. There was one recently where there was a guy. I can't remember what song it was, but it was mm-hmm. to do with a sliding eight oh eight. Oh, it's the box. That's I it. know it straight away
2: because I I listened to that reverse eight oh eight and yeah, I'm yeah. thinking like, hmm, like how did he do that? Yeah, yeah. And then in the video, I remember him saying that he didn't reverse it. He done something else, but he didn't even want to say what it was. Mm. But then I think Genius messed this up because he literally said like, don't show this, and they showed how he did it. It's basically like for the it's it's getting technical, but basically it's a rolling 808 and the velocity is going up, Mm. so it's like okay, yeah. So yeah, the secret's out and everyone's doing that now. But that's the bad. That's the good and a bad thing. mm. It's good because it can influence other people, but then most people are just gonna take that. Just yeah. rip that
1: straight and put reverse eight ways into everything they do, so. Mm. I mean, in the comment section, people absolutely just like, explained what you do anyway. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, there's no secrets to be held here. So,
2: as a like. That's the thing with those things as well. You can't hide nothing from producers. Yeah. There's always
1: gonna be one that knows exactly what,
2: how it was done. There's mm. always one.
1: Is that one, well, say for example, when you make like certain beats then, is mm. that something that's in the back of your mind? It's like, what if that- I can
2: show this or not? Yeah, uh, Techniques, no. In fact, no, because, no, 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 there's nothing I don't hide. Yeah, no, nah. because one, it will probably get out anyway, and two, like, there's not one specific thing that I think is gonna make or break me. Like, if if someone saw how I do a hi-hat role, it's not gonna be like, oh no, like, that's my style, and now it's taken, I cannot, nah.
1: Mm. They do their thing, I do my thing, innit? And it all comes and works out.
2: Yeah, that's, that's how it. it always
1: is anyway. So then, so talking about where people can access some of the extra content now. So mm-hmm. you have packs that you make mm-hmm. and then you sell them, right? Yeah. So like when you're working on that, those kits, I think they're called kits. If I'm getting yeah. the term- No, no, the term no, one, no it's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all good. You're making sure, you know, what's there. But, um, yeah, <laughs> so like good. when you're outsourced now, like mm-hmm. as a music producer, because we see a lot of producers they don't get the credit they deserve, but in the last say three or four years, you know the producer is the guy now, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, when it comes to you kind of selling your work, yeah, and you know, doing placements and stuff, like, is that something that's always on your mind, or have you not thought about it that much yet, or where do you kind of sit with that? Um, in terms of like the, my own
2: samples being used in other stuff, she was yeah, saying, to be fair, like. If someone uses my sample and it gets a major placement, obviously like I want a piece of that. Yeah, yeah, like, it's my sample. Yeah, yeah. But to be fully honest, yeah, I've done things where like flip my sample challenges and that, and there's a lot of times where I can't even tell if it was mine. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard people rap on my beats and I'm like, sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's mine. Like, Is this my sample? Half the time I can't tell. So if someone was creative and really flipped it and it became a number one, I might not even know. Listen, I hope they credit you anyway. I hope so. Yes, you yeah. never know, innit? Some people might be dishonest. It is what it is. It's the game. But yeah, yeah. for the most part, I can't tell. But when I do tell, like, come in, come in. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but for real, though, like, I think there are a lot of honest producers out there when you do collab, let's um, say it gets a major placement, they'll let you know, like, I used your sample. Here's a cut.
1: Yeah. I think that's the best way, anyway. Yeah. I mean, as a music producer, like, how do you grow? That's again, that's like another question where mm-hmm. a lot of, there's so many producers out there, yeah, and there's like so many people making like YouTube channels. And obviously, YouTube and being a music producer, you can do both at the same time, like what you're doing, mm-hmm. but the music production is a whole business and so is YouTube. So, when it comes to you know, kind of growing as a music producer and getting more yeah. recognition, how do you approach that? Um, for me it's all about the
2: personal brand but I don't think this is just a music producer thing I think this is a universal thing mm. a lot of times it doesn't matter how what good you are at your job you can be the best I don't know copywriter uh, Facebook ads guy mm. uh, I don't know Copyright is the last thing,
1: though, let's not lie. Yeah. Copyright, copy through, (laughs) in every video, you know. (laughs) You could be the best
2: in your field, but if no one knows you're the best or no one knows who you are, then it's just not going to compensate. So you have to have a good balance. Um, I think, though, for, like, in music, you have to build your personal brand. Um, And YouTube is a great way to do that. Mm. The platform is kind of... There's no barrier to entry really you could just put up a video yeah and the best thing about it as well is you just don't know what's gonna hit Mm. and you don't know how long it could take like I'm speaking on like my journey in it yeah yeah. so me uploading consistently I had no idea if one would ever blow up or if one would blow up tomorrow you just don't know but you just keep cranking them out Mm. but that I think that's a beauty in it as well because you could just change your life like that yeah You're just planting the seeds for something to happen. It's better than you just sitting there. Shoulda, win, coulda, been. Yeah. Or even just like making beats in your bedroom but doing nothing with it. Just put yourself out there and things will start to happen.
1: Mm. I mean, you know, there was that kind of craze and phase about maybe like end of last, no, not last year, 2018 times Mm -hmm. when everyone was making tight beats. Yeah. So obviously you're making, you're not really making tight beats. You're just making a beat that says it would be good if this person rapped on it. What do you think about type beats as a whole do you think is that normal because i'm just kind of seeing it and um like, yeah. i think
2: it's definitely like influenced how the industry is now mm. to be honest in the beginning it was just more of a marketing thing someone would make a beat think oh drake would sound sick on this tag it as drake type beat for youtube purposes so they can be found when people yeah, search yeah. it and that's how it's kind of gone but now it's it's massive like everyone does a type beat. it's all. Basically YouTube is like an Amazon for beats if you think about it when it comes to the type beats. That's
1: incredible right there, you know. It's, yeah. it's true though, like mm.
2: um, you can think of anyone really. Travis Scott, Travis Scott type beat. Yeah. You search for all the YouTube videos, you probably found thousands and thousands. You can find the one that you like. I think more than just like doing a type beat, I think it's just a way for producers to market their beats and make it searchable on YouTube. Mm. Um, Big boom because there was big money in it at the time. It's a lot harder now because there's so much competition. If you search for a Travis Scott type beat, the chances of you ranking is going to be really hard. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's just so many of them. But I mean, I think if you, I don't know, let's say the next rapper to pop is Lil Mug. Lil yeah.
1: Mug, you know? You have to pick up the mug and show the camera. <laughs> Lil, Lil Mug, Lil mug it's know. not
2: random. Wilder. And then, he comes up with a song tomorrow and it pops, then you're like one of the first people to do little Mug type beats. You probably have good success doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's important. I mean, music production, I think, imagine if this was 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. and to make one beat, it would have taken a lot longer. Yeah, definitely. Like, have you got- And I
2: feel like 20 years ago as well, for music producers, you have to get past a gatekeeper or someone to give you like a, a shot or opportunity. There mm. was just no access for you to just, you can't just work with a 50 cent if you're no one. You have to be a Timbo, you have to be a Pharrell. Now you can be anyone on the internet in tight beats. Yeah. And a guy like Jonah Lucas, who is Jonah Lucas before, like let's say 10 years, five years ago, before he was big, yeah, yeah. finds your beat, raps on it, and takes it something like the little Nas X thing. Yeah. Just taking that beat.
1: Even like Menace. You think yeah, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is actually done the yeah, yeah. uh,
2: the panda one. Like you just you just don't know. And um, where was I going with this? I had I had yeah,
1: I was, something. I was getting interested. I'm just listening. you know
2: what I mean? Uh, I was going somewhere <laughs> with this. Yeah, basically it's just direct to rapper in it. Mm. There's no gate. I mean, I'm sure there's gatekeepers in yeah, certain yeah, ways, yeah. but. You can, you can have break more the, You can break
1: the gates down a lot quicker yeah. in 2020 than you could in
2: 2000s. Yeah, maybe we're not getting like a 100K per beat like real was back in the day, yeah, yeah. but at least like there's an opportunity. You yeah, know? yeah,
1: you're getting some change. You, know yeah. I mean? you can pay rent. For real.
2: Exactly. People are killing it with selling tight beats as well. Like mm. absolutely doing well, smashing it. Mm.
1: So in the producer community as well, so obviously mm-hmm. you have dropped a few videos of a couple other guys like where you get a beat and then you flip it around. Yeah, yeah. Who are some of the guys that you like work with and would say that like, you're like producer friends?
2: Shout um, out by Jack, he's from the UK as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had his, his channel just been hijacked recently. But mm. well, hopefully he'll get that back soon. Fingers crossed. Um. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh. There's another vegan. Haven't collabed with him yet, but we've been back and forth, probably mm. do something. To be fair, like I don't really collab too much with YouTube producers. Yeah, I've done that one video with them too and Ed Talenti as well, who's a sick producer from Italy. Um, yeah, I feel like, to be honest, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just in my room doing my own thing. Mm. It's not until I go out and I realize, oh yeah, shit, like I do YouTube, like yeah, I actually yeah. have videos out there. I don't really like collab too much with people. Mm. Something I'm open to for sure, but just kind of, to do my own thing, really. You're
1: just enjoying the vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean, and obviously the new studio setup, You showed everyone, uh, all the audience on YouTube, mm. looking very, very clean. <laughs> you made the soundproofing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Trying yeah. to save money. Listen, <laughs> that B and Q right there,
2: you know. For real. Yeah. To buy those, yeah, they were expensive. For ten, it was like seven hundred quid. What? And for me to make them, I could have made twelve, but I made six because I was lazy, and it cost me like one hundred twenty.
1: That's mad. But the so thing it's is, a lot cheaper. Time for that. Some yeah. people are definitely not trying to do that at oh, all. Oh
2: man, that took time as well. Mm. I'm not a I'm not a
1: handyman like that, <laughs> yeah. you know. This is a YouTube tutorials, yeah. For real. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. But kind of coming to a close now mm. as well, like again, appreciate you chatting to me today. And um yeah, if we're looking at twenty twenty dreams and expectations and goals, where are we taking the produced by Ocean Channel? Where we where are we going with this now? Hopefully, Three hundred K subscribers, that's the
2: minimum goal that I'm trying to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to drop a clothing line or a merch kind of thing. Okay. Trying to do my own plug in as well. Um, just little things like that, but I think in the long term could be big things. Mm.
1: I mean I'm hoping for the best. I just had one random thought before we could wrap this up completely. Yeah. You you had a lot of back and forth with Jermaine Depree. Oh yeah. But like <laughs> Like one, it was like he kind of used like a screenshot of you explaining yeah. something and said that what you were talking about was nonsense. Let's break uh, it down. Let's break it down.
2: So I did an, I did an ad for a company called Unison mm. and they do midis, which is basically a pattern that you can just drop yeah. into your door and you have a melody straight away. So you don't have to sit there and think about making a melody, which for most producers is the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you don't know music theory as well. yeah so literally so i did that ad basically promoting it um they paid me to do it and i i think it's a good product like i use it to this day yeah, like yeah. it's not just some some bs that they gave me and i was like yeah i'll take the bag whatever mm. no i actually use it and i think it's useful and a lot of people use it yeah and he saw that and i think he probably has an opinion like what this is this is shit. like how can you take someone's melody and whatever yeah, yeah. but i just think that's an old and older the heads way of thinking yeah, you know? yeah. like not with the times because it's useful. I'm mm. telling you like music theory is not easy and it takes a long time to learn. Yeah. And I'm I'm still not like, I'm still trying to figure it out. My, my music theory is terrible. Mm. So these packs really help accelerate the learning curve. At least, okay, you don't know any music theory, but you drag in one of those things, you can get a good beat going mm. with like relative, relatively little experience
1: but I guess he, he didn't see it that way. Joy you know is I feel like, obviously we spoke about it earlier, it's mm-hmm. like the different generational music producers. Yeah. So if you've got a person to you that, listen, I was there when I had to play it properly, not this midi, all this, that, the other, and then you've got someone- It's just can, a different generation,
2: isn't it? Yeah, Because yeah. to be honest, I remember he was very outspoken about selling beats online. Hmm. He wasn't very clued up about it, because I remember, do you remember, we was just mentioning Menace, who'd done the Panda beat. Yeah. And apparently designer got it for like $200. It was cheap. Very cheap. But people don't realize as well, it's not just the $200 Mm. that you get. You get the royalties on the back end. You probably will get another upfront payment once the label signs it anyway. Yeah. And I remember at the time he was very outspoken, like, oh, he only took 200, like that's the stupidest thing ever. How can you sell your beats online for as little as that? Yeah. But from that moment, like Menace was able to change his life. I'm sure he probably was able to have conversations to sign a publishing deal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think he's just very...
1: It's, it's different times, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's all I can say. I mean, it's like, as someone who's been in it now mm-hmm. and has been working on this, where can music production go that? Because I feel like technology is kind of... It's going to improve. Obviously, yeah. like VR and all that stuff come, will be a lot more easier. Mm-hmm. But with music production, it seems very... I going not say easy, but to, to make a good beat is different to the make it a beat. If I made a beat yeah. right now, it'd be terrible. But <laughs> like, where is music production gonna go in like, two, five, ten? 10, doesn't break every year down, but like- where I think things will,
2: I think the the learning curve will be easier because there's more technology that's just helping the process be, yeah, just easier. I have plugins that can literally make the melody for me now. Mm. I'm sure there'll probably be plugins that will help me make the drum loop and everything. Yeah, yeah. Do the drums, So there's I'll, instead of me actually making the music, maybe I'll probably be more of like a an arranger. Maybe that'll be a thing where I just arrange the sounds, mm. make sure everything fits together, and that's that. That's not com- like composing, basically. Yeah, literally. To be honest, like a lot of a lot of hits of today. It's someone grabbing a loop a mm-hmm. melody loop that's already made from one producer over there they put on some drums they put on an 808 that's the beat finish mm. so i think it'll get easier in the future and i'm sure like um i mean i tried like this ai thing where it, apparently like you tell it what to do and it'll make the beat for you it that's, didn't yeah it didn't come out great but i'm sure in the future something like that will probably improve so just do you think that takes away the art of music production though yeah, I think it takes away yeah. the creativity for sure. Mm. I don't think that's something you could substitute with technology yet. Mm. Um, but you know what? So music is subjective. Everyone's idea of what good music is is different. So as long as like the song comes out good, most people do not care how it was made. Just- they do not care that I banged on my chair and that's my drum sound. Mm.
1: As long as it sounds good, it sounds good, isn't it? Facts, really. I mean... Yeah, with that being said, I feel like we've had a proper insightful conversation about music production today. Yeah. I still can't cook a beat for anything. <laughs> but I've learned a lot and I'm sure everybody who's watching and all your fans as well are gonna be learning and maybe trying it themselves. Like mm-hmm. for those guys, girls, whoever, what would you say to them if they're watching this and, you know, they wanna, you know, get into music production right now? Um Grab a
2: door. That's some that's like a piece of software. To, to make beats, whether that so there's like Logic Pro X if you're using Mac, you you probably use that FL Studio if you're on Windows, that's the most popular one, and then there's another one called Ableton. Get yourself a door, get familiar with it. Just how to do things in that door, how to whatever, just figure it out. Watch a bunch of tutorials, um, and then consistency. Just keep making beats, music, every day, every day, every day, and then. Piece by piece, like, you'll get it.
1: Yeah, listen, that's advice right there. There's no more gems that could be given away yeah. today. <laughs> Ocean, I appreciate you chatting with me today. Thanks for, thanks for
0: having me, bro. No yeah, problem. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.